You're listening to the I Don't Know, Let's Ask My Mom podcast. I'm your host, Annika, and this is episode number 31, Beating Yourself Up is Optional. Now that we've officially broke 30 episodes, we thought it would be a good idea to start this episode reintroducing ourselves. Okay, let's do it. So, Mom, tell us who you are, (laughs) what you do, why are you on my podcast? Okay, I'm on your podcast because you love me. Of course. Okay, so I am a coach, and a lot of people don't really know what that means, and so I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Okay, yeah. I'm a life coach, I'm an empowerment coach, and I'm a mental fitness coach, and my job is to help people break their survival thinking habits that are giving them all the results. Our thoughts create our results. I love helping people recognizing the habits of thinking that they have been thinking for a long time that are giving them all of their results and helping them retrain their thought habits. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. just taking control back from your survival brain. And I think it's just, oh, I'm just so passionate about it because we are not here on this earth to be acted upon. Our circumstances don't have all the power over us. We have so much power because we get to choose what we make everything mean for ourselves. Like you are handed a circumstance. Today I lost my driver's license. Okay. You did? Yes. I'll tell you about it after. (laughs) Anyway, I lost my driver's license. Did I find it in the bathroom? Yes. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so back to this. I It's like every time a circumstance happens, I get to choose. Like, I seriously sat there, like, I couldn't find it forever, and I seriously just kind of saw my brain going, oh, no, oh, no, I'm going to have to go to the DMV. That's the worst yeah. thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's going to be terrible, right? And all these feelings come. It's like, hold up. I haven't, I, I, I'm not done looking, and I have survived the DMV before. It's just like I had to take control of my survival brain, making it such a big deal. Yeah. And honestly, before I found it, I was seriously like already prepared to, to go get it. And I was like accepting of it. It's yeah. like on my day off, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a new one. Okay. Like chill out survival brain, you know? Right. And it was just, that's just a dumb little example, but it's like, I help people get their power back and, and I love it. And it's like the best job in the world. Okay. So because, because it helps, because it helps me helping other people master their minds helps me remember to do it. So I, it's like a selfish job. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to help you because it helps me help myself. Yeah. Right. And so, and it, and it just keeps me accountable. Like it, I have to make sure that I'm in the right place to help someone else. So it's just like this extra motivation to keep myself, my mentally fit. So love my job. Um, I, in my job, I do personal coaching, like one-on-one with people, and I do group coaching. And like right now in my business, I actually am limited on the one-on-one now because I only have right. so much time I can do that. So I actually have a waiting list for my one-on-one coaching. But I still do group coaching where I put four and five people together that are similar needs, and we learn the foundation and like understanding which ways you have been kind of 
reinforcing these habits that of how you think, right? And Annika mm-hmm. and I've talked about it. We call them saboteurs, right? The right. the ways that our survival brain tends to like get us to sabotage ourselves. And so this program, that's what I introduce into this group program. And personally, I love it when I coach one-on-one with someone after they've done the group. Yeah. Because now they know their saboteur. They know um, what they want to change. They want to know what different results they want. Like, they just understand themselves better after doing this program. They've already started, like, these micro-meditations. So they're getting that control of their brain back. And it's like after someone's done with the group coaching, they're so prepared for mm-hmm. one-on-one with me. And and the coaching that we do with one-on-one is just so much more powerful. Yeah. And and the changes yeah. happen so much faster. So That's really cool. So I just wanted to, like, explain what I do. Yeah. And, and so if people had questions about that. But anyway, and then the reason why we do the podcast is because... I, when Annika was in college, we didn't get to see each other very often. Mm-hmm. We'd start Zooming, and she'd start bringing me her problems, and I'd start coaching her and walking her through it. And she, every time we would work through something, she'd be like, oh, I wish so bad, like, my roommate could hear this or my friend who's going through this could hear this. Yeah. And that's when we came up with the idea of doing the podcast together. Yeah. So, and it just keeps going. So we love it. It's been really fun. Yeah. So we both love it, and... um that's that. Exciting stuff. Yep. So what are we talking about today? Okay. Well, you kind of talked about saboteurs, which is great because I wanted to talk about the, well, we've talked about a lot of different ways we can sabotage ourselves on the podcast. We've talked about avoiding, people pleasing, being a perfectionist, and those are all ways you can sabotage yourself. And now I kind of wanted to talk about one of the sneakier um, saboteurs, which is the hyperachiever. And I feel like this one, correct me if I'm wrong, but this one is sneaky. So sneaky. Okay, thank this you. Is, this, is, this is, honestly, this is the one that's a little more challenging for me yeah. to help someone understand that they're actually sabotaging themselves. Some of these saboteurs are not, are like, we're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm a victim. I'm an avoider. I want to work on that. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. I get a client who tests high for hyperachiever. They're like... I'm a hyperachiever yeah. and I'm taking a lot of pride in that. Like it's, it's not embarrassing. Yeah. It's like the one saboteur where you feel like it benefits you. Yes. You feel like you 100%. actually won't achieve stuff if you don't have your hyperachiever. Your hyperachiever helps you. It helps you get further. It helps you be the best. It helps you achieve as much as you can. Mm-hmm. So that's the lies of the hyperachiever. And I feel like that's sneaky in, in and of itself because if you're, an avoider, you know, you're like, oh, I should probably work on confronting more. Or if you're a people pleaser, yeah. you're like, oh, I can see that. Yeah. That's yeah. not good for me. But yeah. hyperachiever, you it's can really, really trick, yeah. trick yourself. It's thinking. really hard to, to help someone see that it's, that it's not benefiting them. Yeah. So I want you to tell us all about the hyperachiever. Okay. okay. Especially maybe why it doesn't benefit them. Because I'm sure if a hyperachiever is listening right there now, their first thought is, but how does it not benefit me? Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. be honest with me. Yeah. Like, and, 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 okay. So, so maybe explain what it is. Okay. Fully. So hyperachiever is again, like the sneaky thought process that we have that, that feels like it's helping us, but it's not. And we really believe people who are hyperachievers really believe that they need to think these things. Okay. So I'm going to share some of the ways that they that kind of think. And if this is general, this is not true for everybody who tests hyperachiever, right. right? Like everybody's a little different, but this is like just general 
kind of what it looks like. Okay. Um, your self-respect and your self-validation is dependent on your performance and achievement. Okay. So, so the problem is that that's like, um, the way that I kind of learned it is like, it's like a monster that never is satisfied. satisfied. It just keeps needing to be fed. Okay. And, and the way that you're looking for it is external evidence. Okay. Which would be other people. Okay. So how you get that self-respect is, is by your performance and then you need ex- attention and acceptance from other people about it. Okay. And that's great. And then you need to do it again and again and again. And yeah. Again. And that's where we become into the hyper part. There is nothing wrong with wanting to achieve. I want to achieve a great podcast. I want to achieve a great coaching session. I want to achieve a great workout. I want to achieve, right? Like a lot of things in my life, but we don't need the hyper part. Yeah. So I, I, I just want to clarify, we're, we're, not, we're just taking away the hyper part. Yeah. And the hyper part of achievement is believing that your worth is tied into your performance and your achievement. Okay. And what, what happens there is then you become so desperate that it, that moves into stress and that takes up your energy. That's taking away energy that can be just put into your performance in general. Instead yeah. of the stress of what if I don't win this? What if I'm not the best at this? And then it was all for nothing if I'm not the best. Right. It's like, why even do it? Yeah. That's the part that's sabotaging you. Yeah. <clears throat> achieving is awesome. That's, that's why we're here is to achieve something and then grow and then achieve something else and then yeah. grow. And it's right. like our whole life is just building upon. Yeah. Right? So that we have a wonderful experience, a wonderful life that we can look back on and go, look at all the wonderful things I grew, how I grew. But it's, I don't know. I hope I'm, hope I'm painting a good picture of like the hyper part. Yeah. Um, sometimes this hyper part leads to workaholic tendencies and it can also, um, lead you to kind of lose touch with your emotional needs and your relationship needs. Mm. Okay. It's like you kind of leave the people in your life behind. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, I, I, it's like my achievement is the only thing that matters. And I know you're going through something right now, but I got to like, it's, it kind of just becomes about you. Yeah. That and, makes sense. and so it, it, it doesn't serve you in relationships. It doesn't serve you in your emotional life. Yeah. Cause you're always setting it aside. Um, so some of the characteristics of, of people who test as a hyperachiever, they're competitive and they're very image conscious um, they cover up their insecurities to sh- always show a positive image. And again, that's the hyper part. Mm-hmm. We all want to look good, but it's to a hyper point where like, I'm actually going to hide my, my insecurities from people. Yeah. And that becomes a burden to maintain. Right. That's really hard to keep that up all the time. And then if you're not going to open up with insecurities and be vulnerable, how are you going to actually create relationships? Yes, exactly. And have deep, meaningful relationships with people and trust people and they trust you. Right. Um, And they're just very external minded, self-promoting, which looks like a little bit of bragging. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so external worried about what everybody else thinks doesn't really put any work into what they think about themselves, which is really sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they don't have this safe space with themselves. So, um, so that kind of just 
describes what it looks like a little bit. Um, but underneath the hyper part, like if someone just tested high and achieving, those the strengths, the underlying strengths of that are driven, yeah. goal-oriented, self-motivated, can inspire themselves and to inspire others. So you see all those beautiful like things that are underneath achieving. We just abused them and overused them to the point that now we're in hyper mode and our whole worth depends on it. Yeah. And and some people are like, I, I can't let go of the hyper part. I'm afraid that I'll I'll drop in my performance. I it's like that it's almost like beating myself up is what gets me to do well. Right. And I just really try to help and show people that you can achieve from different emotions than negative. Yeah. And you can achieve it in just such a better way when it's positive. And you are given, we are all given an amount of energy. We deplete it every day. What if you took away the energy you're wasting on beating yourself up and fearing failure and was able to put all that in just, just your performance? Yeah. You would actually find that you get to the achievement faster. And so the reason why it's so hard to convince someone of this is because sometimes they do get to the achievement. Yeah. Right. They do. Right. And so, so they are linking that with the, the negativity and the beating themselves up mm-hmm. and the self-hatred. Yeah. And they're linking that and going, I have to have that to achieve, but you'd have to like try it and see how much faster you can get to an achievement when your whole worth isn't on the line. Right. That is very stressful. That is when very your whole stressful. worth is on the line. Yeah. If my whole worth was this podcast, I'd be a freaking mess. Yeah. Worrying. I mean, I listen to our podcast. I know I sometimes start a thought and then I stop and I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not a very clear talker. Like I kind of, um, don't say things the most smooth. If, if I tied my worth to that, right. we would never be doing this. We, it would we be would never way stressful an and we would probably give no quality because yeah. we'd be going back and then going back and fixing it and reading a script yeah. probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you know, just, that, just adding to what yeah. you said, um, hyperachiever is one of the higher saboteurs on my saboteur list. Um, like it's pretty up there for me mm-hmm. and just like hearing all of that and stuff, it just makes me realize and kind of think like there's so many things that I don't do so many things that I haven't done in my past because I know I'm not going to be the best at it. So why yeah, that's would I do That's a very it? common and, thought for hyper And I, we have kind of coached about that mm-hmm. a little. And it's like I definitely have made progress there. But it's like so crazy how real yeah, those thoughts are. It's like, well, why would I? There's no point yeah. of doing something if you're not going to be the best. Yeah. But it's like there's so much more to doing something than how you come off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thought is you know, looking at it as like, I can enjoy the road to achievement or I can be desperate for the road to achievement. And, 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 and I can feel emotions of stress and desperation and scarcity. Or if I know I'm still going to be the same person in the end, it's more just enjoyable. It's, it's enjoyable and motivating to think that I can't lose. Like if I don't achieve this perfectly and I'm not number one, the worst the, the furthest I can fall is back to my own self-worth. Yeah. I don't know. That's just hard to say in words. I have this diagram. No, that I, share I totally with my clients see where, it. Where you're on a tightrope and, and 
when you don't have self-worth and you, and you think your worth is tied into things, it's like falling all the way to the ground and smashing on the ground from this tight, a really high, like circus tightrope, okay. right? Yeah. It's devastating. It's like, I'm not walking across that unless I can be absolutely perfect the first time. No way. That is way too risky of a fall. Yeah. I'm not even going to play unless I can be perfect at this. And what I like this diet in this diagram that I do with my clients, it's like, I talk about your own self-worth as being the net. And now you have this net and the worst case scenario with every risk and every achievement you try to take is just back down to your, your, like your baseline changed. Oh, so if I don't do really well with this podcast, like say, say no one listens to it and blah, blah, blah. All the fears we had at the beginning, right? The worst place I could fall is just back to my own self-worth and I'll try something out and I'll do something new with, I'll try to do another achievement. Yeah. It's just a really amazing place to be. And I just love giving people hope that you can actually have that net and you can always be worthy and your, your achievement is just fun. Yeah. And then you get to move on to another achievement. It didn't make you worthier than someone else. You just, you just are able, if you achieve something, now you're just able to give, contribute more in the world. And you just learned something new and you grew, but your worth, you never changed. Right. And sometimes like I have a couple hyper, hyper achievers in my life. <laughs> and sometimes when they achieve, I'm like, I, and not, and I don't want to make this sound like mean, but I'm like, right. just like when you fail and you're, you know, like if this didn't go as good as it did, I want you to know you like, just because you did really well with this, you're still, your worth is still the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like kind of reminding like, them. like, don't make this mean so much about your worth. You can make it mean like, this is awesome. I'm so proud of myself, but don't make it mean anything about your own worth. Yeah. So anywho. Um, so one thing that I kind of wanted to share is a, um, I have a friend who, um, tests high for hyperachiever and we were talking and they shared this really cool thing that they do to kind of keep their hyperachiever. It's like a hack you know, okay. like a brain hack that they use on themselves to kind of keep that hyperachiever and the hyperachiever thoughts weakened. Okay. I was, I love it. So, okay. so just an example, this, this person is learning how to golf and his hyperachiever is like, you have to be the best. You have to do it right. You know, like I just, there's no point in doing it if I can't be good and I can't be perfect at it right away. And I want to win whenever I'm playing with other people. And, and he has like kind of just learned that the way to tone that down is like changing the game, but just in his mind. Okay. So he goes golfing with people and he decides for himself, he makes it with himself. He doesn't tell anyone else, but what, how he said it to me, it was like, my, my game today is to keep my elbow in every time I drive. Okay. Because he, he had been doing, like, learning, right? And he knows mm-hmm. that that was an important part of, like, your swing. Okay. So today, I, my goal is to keep my elbow in every time. So he's out there playing, and everyone else is playing and keeping score. Right. And he's only paying attention to that. Oh, that's That's good. the game for him. That's good. I love that. I, was, I thought that is the coolest thing I ever thought. I mean, I've ever heard, I've ever thought. I, I'll take You're credit like, for I it. I thought that. I, that was me. I was the friend. 
That is cool. Um, so I loved that. And he, and I was like, that is brilliant. That is such a good way to keep your hyperachiever in check. It's like, I'm not even playing the game you think I'm playing. Right. And this is personal to me. And it makes it personal to him. It, it takes him away from the external, like trying to get people to, on, like to, to think he's awesome. Yeah. And he, he's, he's, he's building his net. He's just rewarding himself. Yes. Yes. I loved it. I, I love like, that. I actually that was like, good. be on my podcast. And, <laughs> It didn't go well. He said no. So, <laughs> but anyway, I, I really love it. And he says, I do that with everything. And then the next time I go and play golf, I change up the game yeah. for myself. Yeah. And I thought that's a brilliant little hack. And and it can keep growing. And, yeah. and you can come up with other ways to keep your hyperachiever at bay. So and good. just take the hyper apart. Yeah. Just take the hyper, I'm sorry, not apart, away. Yeah. And, and just achieve because, like, what would it be like to go do something because you love to do it. You know, I have another client who was in a tournament and she's like, do you have any last minute advice? And I'm like, just, just why do it? Cause you love it. Not because you want to win today. Yeah. Go out there and do it because you love it. It's so good. It's so fun. And she's like, that's so true. I'm like, just do it cause you love it and you'll kill it. Yeah. And you won't waste any energy with the stressful thoughts and like, I got to do this and my dad's watching and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, just a little advice about hyperachiever, a little extra about that. Um, Annika, any other thoughts? No, I mean, how do you keep your hyperachiever weakened? Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you struggle with it lately or not lately? Like I feel like, cause we have coached about it cause it's, it's like my third highest maybe. So we have coached about it and it's just, it's reminding myself anytime I'm doing something, especially in front of people, that I just need to have fun. Mm-hmm. I really just, it's like I'm very aware when people are watching me do something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm very, and I just want to impress. Mm-hmm. It's like really taking that away is so freeing. Mm-hmm. So that's something I have worked on in the past. And I, yeah, it's just really freeing. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. We love you guys. If you have any questions, comments, you can always contact us on our Instagram, IDK Let's Ask My Mom. Um, go leave us a review if you like listening to our podcast and have a good rest of your day.